0: I don't know what it is about Adam Sandler in this moment singing this song, but I was feeling seduced. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Christina. I'm Mo. And this is Movies That
1: Raised. Da-da, <laughs> da da Someone came for me, came for my life. They were like, since when did Mo start introducing herself as Mariah?
0: <laughs> Your government <laughs> <is> name.
1: Like... <laughs> I know, I'm like, legally. Um, but we have another... August Down the Aisle movie for you.
0: Oh my gosh. I was super excited to cover this movie because I've been watching it my entire life when I was way too young to be watching this movie, Mm -hmm. but uh, shout out mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Heidi. Yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, it is definitely one of my one of my faves. So I'm excited that you finally got to watch it.
1: Yeah, I think I must have seen like you know clips if it was like on E and stuff, but I've never seen it in full. So yeah, really, really enjoyable time. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think that there were some Adam Sandler films, which I definitely was like, I never want to watch this. He's mm-hmm. like so annoying. But then I saw Uncut Gems, and I was like. Let's give this man another shot,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. I do have like a working theory that a working theory. Yeah, you know, it, it's still it's still in the early stages, but that you either like grew up in an Adam Sandler family or not. So like, you either really like him because you, you you know you grew up watching him and everything, or you didn't, and then you're just like, this man is annoying. And I certainly came from an Adam Sandler family. Yeah. We watched his movies a lot. Like this, we watched. I remember we watched like uh, Mr. Deeds a ton for some reason. Water Boy, Happy Gilmore. I've never, I've never seen Happy Gilmore, and I still haven't seen Uncut Gems, but I do want to watch it because I've heard it's phenomenal. Yeah.
1: Um. If you don't watch it before you visit, then we should totally
0: watch it. Movie night.
1: Yeah, I love that movie. Honestly, I know some people are like it's too. Anxiety-inducing, but mm. I think that's like a a good thing in a way because it's like you're on the edge of your seat the whole time.
0: Oh yeah, I love a good like thriller kind of yeah vibe. So yeah. Um. Anyways, I guess should we introduce uh, this movie? <laughs> yeah, let's just jump into
1: it. We are doing 1998's The Wedding Singer. Got some Drew Barrymore. Obviously Adam Sandler, a little Steve Buscemi cameo. Mm-hmm. What?
0: Oh yeah. I love that Steve Buscemi has a cameo in every single Adam Sandler movie. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um he reuses a lot of the same actors in his in his yeah, stuff. For and, sure. And um I remember I would posted on TikTok a clip from our She's All That episode where I mapped out like how all the actors are like connected and like all – especially with, like all <laughs> the actors from Cruel Intentions. And somebody commented being like, now do this with Adam Sandler movies. And I like had a vision of myself looking like uh Charlie from – Yeah, Charlie the episode. It's always sunny with like My entire wall covered with photos and strings and me looking like a crazy person. Maybe one day I'll try and do it. Pepe (laughs) Sylvia.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: The multiverse of Adam
1: Sandler. Yeah. So many levels. Let's get into the numbers, baby. The numbers. Surprisingly low, like, budget. Yeah. For what we would consider, like, big stars. $18 million budget, Mm -hmm. which I think would be unheard of now. For stars of this, like, magnitude.
0: Well, like, you would have to adjust for 2021 or 2022, Jesus, um, yeah. dollar worth. Because obviously 98, yeah, that's 18 true. million, I'm sure, went a little bit longer of a way. <laughs> yeah.
1: But they did make a big return. They made $123.3 million in the box office.
0: Do you know if it opened number one? I don't know if it did, but I know it is his first movie that cracked a hundred million at the box office. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler's first movie together. They also went on to mm-hmm. do Fifty First Dates in two thousand and four, and then Blended in twenty fourteen. I've actually never seen Blended, but I do also love Fifty First Dates.
1: I love 50 First Dates. I haven't seen it in so long, but um, I really like them together. I think they have great chemistry.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think Drew Barrymore actually is the one who approached him about working together. Oh, that's so fun. She was like, I think we would make like a really weird couple. They would. They do. It's really, really good. (laughs) Yeah. She's
1: like, honestly, one of the most interesting, famous people, in my opinion, because I think she's so down to earth like the way that she plays characters is just so like Mm. so girl next door like just someone i feel like if i met her it would be so chill but she is like such a big fucking star Mm -hmm. and then she plays like the sexy like leading lady or like in um a Charlie's Angels. Yeah. She's like super hot spy woman. Mm-hmm. She also was like kind of like a badass and she used to party with like Paris Hilton and like Cameron Diaz and shit.
0: Yeah, she had like a really really harrowing childhood. Like she went to rehab I think when she was 11. I think she also got emancipated at a really young age. She did, yeah. Basically, like, because she's been in the industry since she was, like, three, Um, she was, like, partying as a kid. Like, adults were giving her drugs and alcohol. Yeah. So it is really nice to see that she is doing so well, that her talk show is doing so well. Yeah. Um, Seeing her on TikTok really just kind of, like, Healing her inner child, like the video of her going out in the rain and like having the time of her life and being like, whenever you get the (laughs) chance, go out in the rain. And I'm like, Good for you, Drew. I love you. She's
1: really cute. She's like a sweetie. Yeah. But she does come from a line of like wealthy theater producers, like the Barrymore theaters.
0: Actors. Well, yeah, like John Barrymore. Mm -hmm. Um, like long, long line of people in the industry
1: yeah um in Adam Sandler's real life he actually sang two songs at a sister's wedding when he was 11 so I feel like the song that I remember the most of his is the Thanksgiving one Have you heard it I don't
0: know I know I don't know that it's like such a
1: little like cute little song
0: yeah I've never heard of this I'll have to I didn't really watch like SNL a ton so I'll have to catch up. But um, just a couple more facts for you before we head into it. Carrie Fisher actually worked on this script a lot, um, which is something that she did a ton. Like, she worked on so many scripts, like, uncredited. And uh, she spent six months on this script, and she made it her special mission to add heart, strength, and dimension to Julia, Drew Barrymore's character. And uh, when she was asked afterwards what, like, her secret sauce was. She said that it was just to make women smarter and love scenes better.
1: Very cool. And our last piece of info for you is that this was actually adapted into a Broadway musical. It played at the Al Hirschfeld Theater in 2006.
0: Mm. I don't know how successful it was. I think it got like five Tony nominations.
1: Oh, yeah, you're you're right. It, there was a Tony nomination for one of the actors and then the score mm-hmm. and something else.
0: So, yeah, it, it went pretty well. I've never listened to the cast recording in full, but I have listened to the rendition of uh, Grow Old With You. And it is really lovely. Nice. Before we get into it, shall we do a couple of reviews? Let's toss them in there. Alright, so our first review is from Alana. Thank you so much for Alana, Alana. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, thank you so much for your wonderful review. We got a chance to look at your TikTok. You do some very, very cool. cool like reactions to the Hills and various other like MTV shows. So if anyone wants to check it out, it is Alana Stands. Alana Stands with an underscore in between. So We wanted to go with something from this era of, you know, the hills, Laguna Beach, the kind of, like, early to mid-2000s. And we picked Pieces of Me by Ashley Simpson. It's so iconic. Oh, absolutely. So, in this montage, I think that you've just had, like, a super long day. You're exhausted. You get home. Like you toss your keys on the table, you got people asking you for stuff and you're like, you know what? I love you, my sweet family, but I need a moment (laughs) to myself. And you go into maybe your bedroom and you like change into some pajamas, you light a candle, you grab like this book that you've been meaning to read for so long, but you just have had no time. And maybe you make yourself, like, a little cup of tea or, like, have a glass of wine, whatever your preference. And you just, like, cozy up into bed. You do a little reading. You just get to, like, relax, recharge, and have a moment for yourself. Ah, oh,
1: That's so nice. You're bringing back the vibes of the wedding planner when she goes mm. home. She's having literally the nicest mm-hmm. night ever.
0: Yeah, just <laughs> a beautiful, lovely evening. The next up, we have
1: a review from Silly Millie Twenty Two. We did a little Instagram stalking, and it looks like you are a dancer, which is very cool, mm-hmm. and also an engineer? Question mark
0: Yeah, this is like rom com main character
1: stuff. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I had to give you a very dancey song. We decided with "On the Floor" mm-hmm. by. J-Lo and Pitbull or should I say Jay Affleck Mr. Worldwide (laughs) yeah Mr. Worldwide I just picture you like maybe you're in the dressing room with the classic like you know mirror with all the light bulbs around it and you're putting on your lipstick and you're putting on your costume you get like a close-up of like some sequined like amazing number Um, you're getting like you're kind of like practicing you're getting like all ready to go. And then the lights are shining. It's your turn. Like the cue happens and you go out onto the stage and you just go, you go full out. It's like one of the best performances of your life. It's an amazing time. The crowd is like right there with you and you finish and you like hear the applause.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for the wonderful reviews Uh, We're now in July. How did that happen? Wild. We're catching up. We're almost there. But yeah, we really do appreciate the review so much. And uh, if you listener would like a little shout out in our next episode, all you need to do is leave us a little five star written review on Apple Podcasts and we will pick a montage song for you. Or if you don't, you're not looking to be in the spotlight, but you do want a montage song. No, you don't want a public shout out. No. We will happily write you a personal one if you join our Patreon because it's one of our perks. It is one of our perks. And
1: you'll also get a bonus episode each month that you pick, Mm -hmm. you vote for, and you get our Discord. Let me tell you, people are chatting in the Discord. Absolutely. And I'm not just saying that because it's my podcast. People (laughs) are actually like chatting. It's, It's really cool. And you'll be on our close friends on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, I have been known to put some juicy content <laughs> accidentally on our close friend. You're like, oh, this
0: is not my personal account. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. So come join the party. It's a great time this month. Our bonus episode is Easy A. We had the best time yeah. recording it. So It's like a three hour long episode. So yeah. you really are getting like two <laughs> bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We it's it's fully unfiltered, um, still edited, but yeah, a little less edited content. So come check it out. Yes,
1: and with that being said, let's just blow the gates open and get down to brass tacks.
0: <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> we open up in peak 80s i believe it actually is canonically 1985 when this movie takes place and we are at this wedding where robbie hart adam sandler is doing his thing as the wedding singer he is performing you spin me right round uh i took one look at this bride and i was like holy shit, this looks just like my mother's wedding dress. It's, like, very similar. (laughs) Wow. Because she had, like, the big, tall, tall, poofy, like, shoulders. Um, Her dress was really beautiful, but. So did Christina's mom. Mm -hmm. Like, say it was, like, a gorgeous dress, but, like, that was just the style. Mm -hmm. And my mom actually always told a story about how she wanted this, like, really simple, like, more classic-looking dress. But everyone convinced her, like, no, like, you got to do the big dress with, like, the Diana train and she also did love princess diana so she was convinced to get this dress but she's like i knew i wanted something i knew i wanted something simple and timeless no (laughs) but what are you gonna do it was 91 anyways so (laughs) (laughs) yeah the crowd is loving it there's this baby with no pants on on the dance floor like grandma's joining in on the fun it's actually a very long credit Sequence, they basically yeah. do the entire song, <laughs> yeah. For a
1: 90 minute movie, I was like, Bro, what? <laughs> yeah, but everyone's having a
0: great time. Uh, we're at you know, Ridgefield Banquet Hall in uh, New Jersey, I assume. I think so. Ridgefield, New Jersey, it's implied that they're close to
1: New York, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so everyone's having a blast and a half, and finally, Robbie introduces the grooms best man who is also his brother mm-hmm. who is also Steve Buscemi oh. <laughs> to come to the speech like the best man speech right mm-hmm. he tells his brother Harold that he's always been there for him and he's always been the dependable one but he's been the fuck up and he's like well actually Harold isn't so perfect because We went to Puerto Rico and we had sex with some prostitutes. Actually, we didn't pay them, but, and then Robbie's like, okay, okay. And his father also like shouts out, like, you're a moron. But Robbie wrestles the mic back and Steve Buscemi gets back on stage again and he tries to make a scene, but Robbie's like, taking control of the situation. You can tell he's been through this Mm -hmm. a million times. Yeah. He actually makes a speech himself and he's like, listen, we all do crazy things. And like the bride is clearly pissed, right? Mm -hmm. But he's like, we all do crazy things. And then you meet someone who takes all the emptiness away. It just drifts away because you find something to live for. And he's like, I'm actually getting married next week. And I can tell from the way that you've been looking at each other tonight that you're going to live for each other forever
0: oh and
1: the mood comes back and robbie tells them that george is going to take over on lead vocals and george is alexis arquette Mm -hmm. as like a boy george impersonator
0: yeah i like as a kid watching this had no idea who Boy George was I
1: honestly didn't know Until you said it Like minutes ago Yeah But I was like That makes sense Because all I could Think of was Prince mm. um, Because I think Alexis looks a lot Like Prince
0: Oh yeah I could see that So Robbie goes over To his friend Sammy Who is uh, The limo driver Sammy points out That there's a new Waitress Working at the Banquet Hall Ooh. And she is Holly One of the other waitresses' cousin And so they're watching Miss Drew Barrymore serving the tables, and Sammy's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm totally going to, like, hit that. I'm going to give it to her, and she doesn't even know it yet. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, yeah, if she's half as easy as Holly, like, I'll close by the end of the week. And Robbie's like, yeah, I don't know about that. And he's like, oh, it's fine. It always takes them three weeks to realize that they shouldn't date anyone at work. And Robbie's like, yeah, and you seem to love being the guy that makes them learn that lesson. Sammy just really wants to be like Fonzie. That's kind of his life goal. He just wants to get women and And be cool. cool. We follow Julia back to the kitchen. Um,
1: Someone from the wedding party like squeezes her ass along the way. It's like an old dude. I know, right? Yeah. And then she goes back and asks the chef for more prime rib. And she has like three plates of like fish on her tray. And he is like, they always want prime rib. Make them eat the fish. (laughs) Then Holly comes in and she's like, more prime rib. And the chef is like, of course, whatever you need. And Julia's like, how did you get him to do that? And she's like, well, last year's Christmas party, I showed him my boobs, not my finest hour, but it's been a pleasant working environment. It's 1990, or actually, it's 1985, yeah. baby. Yep. Yeah. So Holly asked her how her first night's going, and she's like, you know, it made me realize that Clan is never going to set a date, and I've just been wearing this ring for two years like an idiot. Holly tells her she just needs a little break and offers to cover her tables for a few minutes.
0: So another part of the the montage earlier that we didn't mention is that one of the groomsmen gives this, like, teenage kid some alcohol, and we later cut to this kid who is, like, super ill from (laughs) probably two glasses of wine, and Robbie's like, hey, kid, like, let's get you out back, because he's clearly about to throw up, so... Robbie gets him to a dumpster. He starts puking his guts out. And who is sitting out there but Miss Julia Sullivan. Wow. And she's like, oh, like, do you know this kid? And, like, is this a friend of yours? And he's like, no, no, I just didn't want him to puke in front of his parents. Mm -hmm. And Julia's like, well, I'm glad I got to see it. (laughs) So Robbie ushers the kid back inside when Steve Buscemi comes in, comes over to, like, Interject. He's like, oh, I got him, I got him. And Robbie's like, hey, how about you go take a walk? And, like, kind of pushes him off. Steve, like, drops his glass and walks away. And Robbie asks Julia if she's drinking, too. And she's like, no, no, it's just a Coke. Otherwise, I'd be puking like that, kid. He's like, oh, I don't think anyone can puke like him. I think I saw a boot come out of him. <laughs> So they get to talking about how, you know, he's the wedding singer, they introduce themselves, and she tells him that she's actually going to be waitressing at his wedding next week. And when he notices her ring, he asks if she's getting married too. And she's like, yeah, I don't know how serious the guy who gave me this ring is. I feel doomed to wander the earth alone, you know, like the Hulk, except I'm not helping people. And he's like, hey. That's not true. I saw you in there. You're helping people. You're getting them food. You're getting them forks. You can't eat without a fork. (laughs) She's like, yeah, you can't drink without a fish. And they laugh. It's very cute. It's a really sweet, like, meat cute. They have such, like, lovely chemistry together. Like, really, really sweet. Mm -hmm. I love seeing Adam Sandler play this just, like, super sweet, like, romantic. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like we don't often get to see that from him in other movies so like a vulnerable yes i really enjoy it so sammy the limo driver comes out he's like robbie you got to get back in there they're starting to turn on george because george is just singing do you really want to hurt me over and over and over again yeah (laughs) (laughs) and people are heckling george so robbie gets up to leave and julia is like hey you know if i ever do get married maybe you can sing at my wedding he's like deal Oh,
1: we cut to another day where Robbie is giving some singing lessons to Rosie, an old lady. Um, she sings Till There Was You. I love that song. I think it's so oh, cute. Yeah. From the music man. What? He's a what? He's a music man. Mm. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so She's singing the song because she wants to surprise her husband for their 50th wedding anniversary. And she's like, oh, if I do this, well, he'll just know how hard I worked and be really touched by this gift. I know. And Robbie's like, I hope that 50 years from now, me and Linda are still as happy as you are with Frank and Rosie's like, Of course you will be. It runs in the family. You're a natural born romantic, just like your father, and tells them that um his parents will be looking down on him tomorrow, which is like Aww. super sweet. Yeah. And Rosie asks if he's nervous about tomorrow. Um, not the wedding, but the wedding night, and asks <laughs> if this will be his first time. And he's like Just like kind of like shakes his head. And she's like, I had sex with eight men before I got married. And that would be like 200 today. (laughs) And Robbie's like, I got to go, Rosie. But she's like, oh, no, no, you still need your payment. And he's like, oh, no, no. Like your meatballs are so good. I I feel like I should be paying you. (laughs) And she brings over this like pot of meatball. And she's like, I don't have any Tupperware. Hold out your hands. And so he holds out his hands and she puts one meatball in one hand and one meatball in the other. And she's like, can you take a bite so I can watch you enjoy it? That's my favorite part. And he like takes a bite and he's like, "Mm, that's a great meatball. And then Rosie like grabs his hands, just squishing the meatballs to bits. And she's like, You're going to be a fine husband. And Robbie leaves. <laughs> I love oh this my scene. God. I love so it so much because it's like the comedy that we mm-hmm. don't see anymore is like. Everyone is totally like honest and straight faced, mm-hmm. but it's like this, like the squishing of the meatballs and like <laughs> yeah. the Tupperware
0: thing. It kills me. It kills me every time. It's the, so good. And like the sound effects of like the squishing yeah. meat. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make a fine husband, Robbie Hart. I'm just like, <laughs> you are incredible. I love this scene. I think it also just gives us so much insight into, like, the sweet and kind person that Robbie is. Like, he's giving this old yeah. woman singing lessons in exchange for meatballs. And, like, he's not patronizing to her. He's just, like, they seem to have a really genuine friendship. I love that this scene is not really, like, plot-focused. It's just, like, a little
1: mm-hmm.
0: character moment. I think it's it's great, and I do miss Seeing scenes like this in comedy is where it's like. Totally. We don't have to move the plot along every single second of the movie. Like we can have these moments and. Yeah. They're totally earned. And
1: I think another great thing about this. And about the opening in general is just that they're not like, oh, yes, when your parents died when you were mm-hmm. 10, da 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 da, da. She's yeah. like, your parents will be looking over you. And it's so much more subtle yes. than the fucking, like, just drilled into you exposition we get in so many rom-coms.
0: Absolutely. I was thinking that as well in the scene with Julia and Holly when she's like, it just makes me realize that Glenn is never going to set a date. Like, that tells us, oh, she's engaged to a man that, like, is not super serious about it without being like, so your fiance, Glenn, you've been engaged to for how many years? It's like, yeah, handled way better. I think that they did a really good job with like the exposition. So the next day it is Robbie's wedding day and Julia's mom, who I always think of as Monica and Ross's mom from friends, drops Julia off. She looks at the like welcome sign, which is like a photo of, Robbie and his fiance, Linda. And she's like, oh, look at that girl, Julia. You're far prettier than her. Like, you're the one who should be getting (laughs) married. And Julia's like, what does being pretty have to do with getting married? And her mom is like, well, you have to get married before your hips start spreading and you get facial hair like your father's mother. She makes, like, a joke about her mother-in-law looking like Magnum P.I., so. Oh, no. Yeah. Julia is very, like – over her mom and she's like well I can't make Glenn set a date and her mom suggests that she uh fake a pregnancy Julia is like okay goodbye mother and gets out of the car and the mom <laughs> is like in five years he'll thank you for it I, I do think I like her mom but later on like in the
1: scenes they have later on she's nicer Yeah, you're like she's dead to me <laughs> she's dead to me you're done Julia's mom <laughs> So, they go to the wedding. Um, <laughs> there's a string quartet version of Don't Stop Believing playing. Mm-hmm. And I know this came out before Bridgerton, but that's all I can think of when I oh hear my God. Like, <laughs> songs changed into, like, string quartet versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Robbie is, like, waiting at the altar when his sister comes up to him and she's like, hey, I got a call from Linda's mom. Um, Linda isn't there. She left a note saying that she is not coming. And Robbie just like mm. keeps smiling and he's like, Did she go a reason why? And Robbie's sister is like, No. And she's like, I can I can tell the crowd, like, if you just wanna take a second. Um, and he's like, just give me a moment. And Julia's watching this whole thing from the back. Mm-hmm. So Robbie goes into his dressing room, looks in the mirror, and he's like, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. And then just like trashes yes. the dressing room, like takes down the mirror and th- fucking throws it. And everyone mm. in the crowd is like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and George is sobbing in her seat, just like fucking crying.
0: Oh, it is It is very heartbreaking. God, I don't know what I would do if I was left at the altar like that. I'd be really embarrassed. I would definitely um, pull a sex in the city and require everybody to come with me on my honeymoon. For sure. I think I would need that. <laughs> for sure.
1: I guess I wonder mm-hmm. in the moment, I'm like trying to put myself in that position. I'm like, I would probably like smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, well, we already paid for this. Like, let's enjoy the reception. Mm-hmm. And I would probably get like blackout drunk. Yeah. I think that's the only way I could cope.
0: Mm -hmm. I guess
1: I would hope that I wouldn't be put in that position because Mm -hmm. I would have talked to them first. Like, if there was any disconnection, Mm -hmm. whatever, like, hopefully I would be privy to that. At least to stop before the actual ceremony.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. So... After this, we go over to Robbie's sister's house where um, Robbie is sitting with Sammy and his brother-in-law and Billy Idol is on the TV singing White Wedding. And Robbie's just like, can we please turn this off? So Sammy is like kind of trying to cheer Robbie up. They're also like eating the wedding cake. And he's like, you know, Linda was a lousy bitch. And Robbie's like, hey, don't say that because it's going to be really awkward when we get back together. And it's like. Robbie, sweetie. Who's going to tell him? I don't think that's happening. So Robbie's nephew, who is dressed like uh, Freddy Krueger, because this is 1985, comes over with a present for Robbie. And it is his engagement photo with Linda, uh, completely defaced so that Linda looks like the devil. And Robbie's like, oh, man, I mean, that is really creative, I guess. Thank you. (laughs) And he's just like, I just wish I knew where she was and walks off. And Robbie's brother-in-law is like, oh, my God, poor Robbie. He's acting like a zombie, like a robot. And Sammy is like, well, yeah, he's been wanting to get married since the third grade. And that's when his sister comes in and she's like, oh, yeah, that's when our parents died. It totally makes sense. Like he wants to start a family of his own. So Robbie sits outside on the doorstep
1: and he's holding the bride cake topper when Linda comes up Mm. and she apologizes to Robbie and she's like, I just couldn't do it. And Robbie's like, listen, if you need more time, I can wait. But Linda's like, I don't need more time. I never want to marry you. And he's like, that information might have been more useful to me
0: yesterday.
1: (laughs) And Linda's like, (laughs) I figured out over the last couple of days that I'm not in love with the Robbie now. I was in love with the Robbie six years ago when you were lead singer of Final Warning. And like, I used to watch you in the front row in your spandex pants and unbuttoned silk shirt licking the mic like David (laughs) Leroy. (laughs) And he's like, Listen, I still have those pants. Like, I can put them on. And she's like, No, like, I woke up this morning. And realized I was about to marry a wedding singer and I would never leave Ridgefield. And Robbie is like, why would you want to leave? Like, our lives are here. It's the perfect place to raise a family. And she's like, in your sister's basement with five kids while you're off every weekend doing wedding gigs at a whopping $60 a pop. And he's like, once again, things that have could have been brought to my attention yesterday. (laughs) She's like, well we actually grew apart a long time ago and you wanted to get married and didn't care to who. Which is like mm-hmm. pretty bold considering she left him at the altar. Yeah. But could be true based on what we know about this character.
0: Yeah, I do think that Robbie very much is like, like his sister said, is craving that like family structure because he lost his parents when he was
1: eight. Oh, totally. And he's like, that's not true. I love you. And I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And that's when Robbie's nephew runs up to Linda and she's like, hi. And he's like, you're a bitch. <laughs> Linda, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she apologizes one last time.
0: Robbie, there's, cause I was thinking at this point in the movie, I was like, I wonder, like, is Robbie a respectful king? Like, I think so. But I think the thing that holds me back is every once in a while he'll, like, scream something. And I'm like, ugh. Which is, like, very much a Sandlerism. But Yeah. yeah. I think he gives more of just, like, a regular nice guy
1: mm-hmm. thing than a respectful king. Yeah. Because a respectful king, if um, Julia approached him with the sheet music, literally mm. would have just immediately been like, oh, let me take a look. What did you bring me? Instead Mm -hmm. of being like, screw you. Yeah.
0: He's got a little way to go before respectful king status. So we then go to Miss Julia, who is singing along to 99 Luftballons uh, (laughs) on her headphones when her fiance, Glenn, surprises her with some flowers and two plane tickets to Vegas. Wow. What? And he's like, yeah, I know you want to set a date. So I went to the travel agent and I said it. And she's like, oh, my God, like, I love you, but Vegas? Really? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and he says that, you know, he doesn't want a big wedding with hundreds of people for who are just there for free drinks and a buffet. They might as well be in Vegas. And Julia's like, okay, Vegas, it'll be great. I'm so excited. <laughs> and he's like. Okay, fine. We'll get married here. I know that's what you want. And she's super excited and hugs him. I'm like, oh, God, I fucking hate this guy. Like making her oh, beg my. to have a wedding? Jesus. So she thanks him and she promises him that she'll give him the most beautiful wedding and even he will have a good time. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If
1: you're a fiance who was, like, not like Glenn, like, an actually mm-hmm. really nice person, but he was just like, I don't want to do the whole wedding thing. Like, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, he just doesn't want a big party. Would you be like,
0: sorry, but we're going to do it anyway? <laughs> hmm <laughs> Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> not that I want, like, a huge, crazy wedding, but there are certain things that I do want. That I have for, like, a very long time. And I would hope that this wouldn't be an issue because I would pick a partner who is fine with that. So I would hope that that doesn't happen to me. But I mean, I assume that
1: you'd probably talk about something like that before getting engaged. Mm -hmm. But if someone – if I was, like, marrying someone who was, like, I really don't want to do that, I'd be like, we can compromise where we can have a small ceremony Mm -hmm. of our closest friends and family. And then have an actual, like, reception.
0: Totally. Yeah. I would definitely – I wouldn't be like, no, we're only doing my way or the highway. Like, I would compromise on some things. But there are some things that I do really want.
1: Yeah. Especially because your family is so spread out. Like, I'm sure Mm -hmm. you'd want everyone to just be able to
0: be there. It's, like, rare that I do get to see – like, my family. So yeah, having, like, an actual wedding would be a really great way to, like, see all of my family members since we're so spread out across Canada and the world. So. Yeah. Totally. No matter where I get married, people will have to travel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I was thinking about what we mentioned in the wedding planner, I think, about, like, not getting plus ones. Mm -hmm. And how everyone should be able to have a plus one. I was just thinking about how Phil has like nine aunts and uncles Mm. and many of them have kids. And I'm like, oh, my God,
0: that's so many people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess like if you're in a couple, like you don't normally get a plus one because usually like you're both invited. Yeah, that's true. Like if it's like if it's like your aunts and your uncles, like they're both invited. They don't also get plus ones on top of that. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The future uh, Mr. Christina Schmidt, uh, there are some things (laughs) I will not be compromising Hello, (laughs) I'm
1: Mr. Christina Schmidt. He's like practicing with his tux in the mirror. Yeah, there are some things that I I do require. So Sammy visits Robbie, who hasn't left his sister's basement in five days. And Sammy tells Robbie that he needs to go back to work. There's going to be 100 drunk girls at this wedding tonight. And Robbie's like... I have nothing to offer anybody. I haven't since high school. Why would any girl want to marry me? And Sammy's like, "Uh, I don't know about that. I'm just trying to get you laid. (laughs) This performance. Oh, it's rough. Is rough. (laughs) Robbie is literally in tears singing Holiday by Madonna. He's like, Holiday. (laughs) I live in my sister's basement. <laughs> and Holly asks Sammy why Robbie would come back to work so soon. And Sammy's mm. like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then after the song, Robbie tells the bride and groom they're off to a good start. The bride, you know, showed up after all. And the father of the bride yells out. He's like, Hey, I'm paying you to sing, not hear your thoughts on life. And Robbie yells at him and starts talking about how he'll never find true love, just like this fat guy at one of the tables and the lady with the sideburns and everyone at table nine. And they will never find a way to better the situation because they all have nothing to offer the opposite sex. It's pretty grim. I know. And so the father of the bride is like yelling at him again. And Robbie is like, hey, shut up or I'll strangle you with my mic cord. Oh, my God. And he's like, it's time to cut the stupid cake. And then um, while they do, he'll sing a little mood music. And Robbie proceeds to perform Love Stinks <laughs> and gets all the like unlovables in the crowd to sing along. Then the father of the bride gets up and punches Robbie in the face.
0: Yeah, so Robbie's not doing too hot currently. It's in a dark place, for sure, I would say. hmm hmm So at the end of the night, Julia ends up finding Robbie uh, in the dumpster. And he's like, oh, is everybody gone? And she's like, no, it's just a couple cops, you know, talking to more witnesses. <laughs> Jesus, and she tries to cheer him up saying that this is his first wedding back of course things are going to be a little shaky and he is just in a very deep dark hole and he says that he hates weddings the bride the groom and he wants them all to be miserable like him he says that he's a joke and he can't do this anymore and julia is like well glenn and i set a date so you have to sing at our wedding And he congratulates her, but says that he can't do it. And as he leaves, Julia invites him and Sammy to her engagement party in two weeks. Yes. So
1: Robbie goes home and um, his sister is leaving. I guess she's going on a date with her husband. He goes into the house and the kids um, hug him. And they're like, is it true that you're in the middle of a nervous breakdown? And he's like, who, who told you that? And they're like Everyone's talking about it And he's like Everybody You only know your parents You're nine <laughs> And Andy pulls Robbie aside And he's like Listen You know Love wears off Me and your sister We used to be into Some exotic stuff But now when we have A free moment We just go to bed I mean Sometimes she'll Do a dance Or play with my nipples And Robbie's like Please stop Please just Please just go And I think at the end, Andy's like, I don't really know why I brought that up. And he, like, heads out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So we go to the engagement party, and Glenn is talking to some guy being like, oh, yeah, the thing about marriage is if you want to stay with somebody, you'll have to marry him. And, you know, that's just the point that I'm at with Julia. And Julia comes over, and he's like, oh, here she is, the girl that beat me into submission. Which is just, like... Perfect. That's what I want to be called to people. Yeah. Well, remember, like, it, the the whole, like, brand of comedy of, like, I'm a husband and I fucking hate my wife. Like, that was a whole aisle in, like, the greeting card section at one point. Like, oh my God. I don't get why this was so hilarious of, like, ah, oh, husband hates his wife trope. It was in everything. And I'm like... Do you guys even like women? (laughs) I know, right? The
1: show Married with Kids is kind of funny, but they love each other, but they just are
0: like, Jesus, fuck. Like, life is so hard. (laughs) Just a drudge. Mm -hmm. So Julia starts talking to Glenn about how their wedding is less than three months away, which is the second movie that we've done uh, this month where there's a three-month planning period, which is not enough time to plan a wedding. And she says that they, you know, have a lot of planning to do. So Glenn suggests, oh, why don't you take over the wedding arrangements? She wants to do it together, of course, but he's like, oh, no, it's more your thing, and I don't want to screw anything up. Like, God forbid I pick the wrong flowers. You got to nip that in the bud,
1: ladies. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't let him think that he can say, oh, I'm, I'm worried about screwing it up and make you do it. You gotta say mm-hmm. you can learn.
0: Yeah, you'll do it. The real pandemic is weaponized incompetence, ladies. <laughs> it's <laughs> not monkeypox.
1: It's weaponized incompetence.
0: Yeah, we gotta we gotta nip that shit in the bud because I I hate that so much. <laughs>
1: <sighs> so Robbie and Sammy arrive, and they spot Julia. She like goes up to them and introduces them to. Um, Jason, the guy that Glenn was talking to and her fiance. And Jason tells Robbie he heard about what happened to him at his wedding. And he's like, damn, that was so cold. You must have felt like shit. And he's like, no, it felt really good. Thanks for bringing it up. Do you also want to talk about my parents dying when I was 10? And he's like, why would I want to talk about that? (laughs) And Glenn is like, how about I get you a drink? And Robbie's like, no, I'm not a big drinker which is like also what Julia said, which is like Mm -hmm. sweet. Yeah. But Glenn and Jason leave to go have drinks. And Julia's like, oh, you know, we never get to see each other outside of work. And Sammy's like, oh, we should make time to talk more. And Robbie throws (laughs) Sammy under the bus. (laughs) And he's like, oh yeah, you know, the first time Sammy saw you, he said that um, he was going to give it to you. And Sammy's like, No, I didn't say that. And he's like, Oh, yeah, you did. You said, like, blah, blah, blah. And Sammy's like, Okay, you're a jerk. And she's like, Oh, are you not going to give it to me now that, (laughs) you know, I'm engaged? And he just like gives them the finger and walks off. So it's kind of like sweet. Like, Julia's like, Oh, she's in on the joke. Mm -hmm. She can hang. She's just like a dude's rock girl. No. (laughs) I think Julia is actually really good at. She's, like, has the relationship with Holly. Mm -hmm. She has a relationship with her mom. Yeah. She has a friendship with Rob. Like, Mm -hmm. I think she's just very relatable is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, like, she doesn't just feel, like, the love interest. Like, we – because we get to see scenes of her alone, scenes of her with, like, Glenn, with Holly, with her mother. She feels, like, a very well-fleshed-out character, which I attribute to Carrie Fisher's rewrites – I think Mm -hmm. she did like a really good job of making Julia feel um, so whole and also just so lovable. Totally. So Julia and Robbie have a moment alone together and she asks how he's doing and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know. I'm fine, I guess. And he asks about the wedding planning. And she tells him that since Glenn is really busy because he works on Wall Street and bonds, She's basically planning this wedding by herself. And she starts talking about how she went to Marshall's for the floral arrangements. And he's like, oh, no, you got to go to Tony's. They're way cheaper and they have a great selection. So she thanks him for the tip. And she tells Robbie that it's a shame he's not doing weddings anymore because now they won't really get to see each other. And he says they'll still see each other. There are other things to do at the reception besides weddings. Cut to Robbie
1: the Bat mitzvah singer, okay? <laughs> He's like, all right, we're going to keep the fun rolling and introduces George to start singing. Same song. Do you really want to hurt
0: me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he goes over to a kid sitting alone. He's like, oh, why, why aren't you out there dancing? And the kid is like, well, I asked this girl to dance, but she said she doesn't dance with losers. And Robbie's like, uh, that hurts, but... Why dance with someone who doesn't want to dance with you? Yeah. And tells him that he's going to meet a girl who treats him right one day. And I was like, you just saved a a little kid from being an incel. You did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just say, oh,
0: why would I want to date someone who doesn't want to date me? And you move on. Precisely. So Robbie then gets up onto the stage and calls Julia to the center of the dance floor. And he asks the crowd who would like to dance with this fine-looking woman. And a bunch of these, like, 12-year-old, 13-year-old boys are like, me, me, me. So Robbie asks Julia to take her pick and choose the coolest, most unlosery guy in the bunch. And Julia walks up to the kid that Robbie was talking to and asks him to dance. And Robbie sings, that's all while Julia dances with this kid. And I don't know what it is about Adam Sandler in this moment singing this song, but I was feeling seduced (laughs) by Robbie singing this song. I was like, oh my God. Like I think his voice just sounds so smooth over the song and the way that he's looking at Julia just like I really saw Adam Sandler as a romance hero in a way that I haven't before. And I was... That's so funny. I was feeling some things, (laughs) which (laughs) surprised me. (laughs) So as they're dancing, this kid ends up sliding his hands down and uh, copping a feel. Certainly does. Julia is shocked, as I would be as well. And Robbie kind of laughs and tells her to just go with it. Fun fact, that's also the title of another movie that he made years later with Jennifer Aniston. Just go with it. Yep. So Robbie tells George to take it away, and George pulls out a clarinet and starts playing <laughs> a little solo. Robbie goes to find a little girl in the crowd to dance with, and then George pops up with a trumpet, like, boom, 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 doo, doo. <laughs> I love that little, like, tiny moment. It's so good. So Robbie is dancing with this girl, and he puts her hands on his ass, which is questionable at best. Which I'm choosing to glaze (laughs) over. I'm like, okay, this certainly hasn't aged well, but we're moving right along. Other dancing couples, including Sammy and the chef, also do the same. Everyone's just holding each other's... Butts and yeah. slow dancing. So Robbie gets back on the stage to finish the song. And at the end, he dedicates it to the new Lord of the Ladies, that little kid.
1: <laughs> and after the party, Robbie teases Julia about um, if she's gonna tell Glenn about the dance. And Julia, thanks Robbie, for um recommending Tony, the florist. And says that a new girl in town could certainly use that kind of help on everything related to weddings. And she's like, you know, my mom lives 50 miles away and Holly really isn't into it. So it just leaves you. Please. And he's like, oh, like I can't. I have to concentrate on getting more gigs. There's only four Jewish families in this town. And Julia smiles and Robbie gives in oh
0: hey movies that raised us fans paul farvar here host of the
1: singles only podcast here in chicago it's a podcast where we interview single guests whether they be comedians musicians actors or others who tell us about their breakups relationships dating stories dating goals deal breakers everything dating related it's funny it's honest it's raw It's everything you want. Find out why it was voted the best podcast in the Chicago Reader last year and accepted into the South by Southwest podcast program. Singles only podcasts available everywhere you podcast. iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Check it out. Singles only. So they go to a photographer and they sit down together. This photographer is like, I've never worked for that cheap of a rate before. And Robbie's like, okay, I know you give this family a rate and eventually she's like, okay, dress this once. You got me. And she tells them she deals with a lot of people, but they look truly happy and they're going to make it. She says that she can just look at a couple and tell that they're going to last forever and then lists <laughs> at like every major couple who has broken up, like between when this movie is filmed, pretend to be filmed in 1985 mm-hmm. and when it actually came out in like nineteen ninety five. So that she yeah. lists Donald and Ivana, Woody and Mia, Bert and Lonnie bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so Robbie is like, oh, you know, we're actually we're not together. And then Julia's like, yeah, we're um brother and sister actually. And and she's like, oh, okay. I could sense a closeness. And then Robbie and Julia start, like, play fighting as if they're brother and sister. And he, like, pulls her hair and she, like, pinches him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I like that Julia has this side where she's like, yeah, like, let's just do a bit for fun. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just lie to the photographer. (laughs) So we then get to audition time because Julia needs to find herself a wedding singer since Robbie has retired. So... They sit down to audition Jimmy Moore, who, oh my God, what is this actor's name? I've seen him in like a bajillion things. John Lovitz? John Lovitz? Lovitz? Um, I know him best from A League of Their Own, but he Mm. is performing Ladies Night, and Robbie is just sitting there.
1: Ladies (laughs) Night, and and the the feelings feelings right.
0: right Sophisticated mama I'm like oh my lord (laughs) You're putting too much into it Take it back Mm -hmm. And Robbie is just sitting there like Is that what I look like And Julia says no you're much better than him Jimmy is ridiculous (laughs) So After the song Robbie tells Jimmy that that was great And thanks him But Jimmy's like oh actually I should be thanking you for quitting Or should I thank Linda Linda Ever since you quit, my business has tripled. And Julia pipes in, and she says that Jimmy actually just inspired her to hire a DJ. So Jimmy tells her, "Good luck finding a DJ who can move like this and like shimmies." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Before he walks off,
1: Julia asks Robbie how he got into wedding singing, and he talks about how he did it to make some money while his music career took off. And she's like, oh, you want to be like a rock star? And he's like, actually, I would love to be a songwriter. And he says it's the hardest thing to write a song that when people hear it, they feel what the writer was feeling. And she asked if he's been writing anything lately and if he could maybe like play it for her. And he's like, oh, it's it's not good. Like I wrote half of it while me and Linda were still together. And then the other half after we broke up. Um, But then he does agree to sing it for her. So he gets on stage and he warns her that he's been listening to the cure a lot. And he sings like the first verse is about how much he needs her Um, when she's near. He doesn't feel blue, but he can't believe he found a love so pure and true. But it was all bullshit, <laughs> and it kind of goes like, "Oh, I guess." But it it's like, but it was all bu- bullshit. I hope you fucking choke. <laughs> if the delivery is so good, mm-hmm. then um. The next, one of the next verses is like, Oh, somebody kill me, please. I'm on my knees. Pretty, pretty, please kill me. I want to die. <laughs> put a bullet in my head. And Julia's just like, I liked it. <laughs> and Jimmy, watching from the wings, is like, Robbie is losing his mind, and I'm reaping all the benefits. And he
0: just kind of like fades. Behind the curtain. It's like that clip from The Simpsons Simpsons where uh, Homer just, like, disappears into the shrub. That's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) So, afterwards, Julia takes Robbie out for ice cream to cheer him up, which is just so sweet and pure, and asks him what happened with Linda, and he says that she just wasn't the right one, and Julia asks if... He knew that when they were together because there's some subconscious doubts in Julia's mind that she's not addressing about Glenn. Right. And he says that he should have known and tells her this story about how when they went to the Grand Canyon, since he'd never been before, he was hoping that Linda would let him have the window seat on the plane so that he could look out. But she didn't. And he says he knows it sounds stupid, but it was just little things like that. It's not stupid. No, it's not. That's exactly what Julia says. It's the little things that count. And it absolutely is the little things that count. Because shavings make a pile. And if all these little things are not adding up, you got some problems. I've never heard that before. Shavings
1: make a pile. (laughs) Damn. I did not come up with that. It's not
0: my saying. It's like a real saying in the world. New Instagram
1: (laughs) pile Shavings make a pile.
0: It all adds up. Mm -hmm. So Robbie asks Julia how she knew that Glenn was the one. And she says that she always envisioned the right one being somebody that she could see herself growing old with. And Glenn will be a really good looking older man like Blake Carrington. And Robbie is like, oh, that's true. I'm probably going to look like Buddy Hackett. And they share a little laugh. Ha ha ha. Then we get an awesome montage
1: of trying cake samples, which includes like them passing down the cake pieces and mm. then a stranger <laughs> opening their mouth, like, like uh. ready to taste one. And, and fucking Robbie's just like, Uh, And picks up the cake piece and, like, shoves it in her mouth. It's so uncomfortable. The way that he, like, snatches his hand away so fast that she's going to bite him. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Then they try on some wedding dresses. Robbie gives Rosie a lesson while Julia eats a meatball and watches. Oh. Really sweet. And then Robbie sets up a course for Sammy to prove that he's like the limo driver they want to hire. Mm -hmm. And they have like a a, a fucking stopwatch and they're like making him go through all these cones and stuffing these mannequins into the limo. And Julia's like, why are you making him do this? Like, he's the only limo driver in town (laughs) and he's your best friend. Of course, I'm going to hire him. And he's like, but this is more fun. (laughs) So when he finishes, they're like, uh, oh, I don't know. You hit two cones. <laughs> he's like, they're just
0: cones. And Robbie's <laughs> like, yeah, but they could have been
1: guests at the wedding. I
0: do love how, like, seriously Sammy took this because he is, like, rushing through that course. He is gunning it. He gets yeah. there and, like, takes off his glasses and they look at the, the stopwatch and he's like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> just love that he takes it so seriously. Damn it. So... After this little tryout, Sammy drives Robbie home and he's like, I got the job, right? And Robbie says, yes, it's August 5th, a week from today. And then Sammy notices a jacket, you know, in the back of the limo and Robbie is like, That's Julia's jacket. Remember? She took it off on Knoxon Street. She said it's not jacket weather anymore. Jesus. (laughs) Remember her exact
1: words in the time she said that? I think it was 2.48 p.m. It was 23 degrees Celsius.
0: And she said. Yeah. So Sammy is like, "Uh uh-oh. You like her. And Robbie's like, what? No, I don't. What are you talking about?
1: (laughs) What are you saying? You're so silly. Yeah. I don't
0: like her. And Sammy's like, hey, I get it. She's a cool chick with a hot ass. And then Robbie threatens to uh, break Sammy's neck if he ever talks about her ass again. And he's like, by the way, she told me that she likes you. And Sammy's like, really? And Robbie gets out of the car and he's like, nope. (laughs) We're heading inside. (laughs) So the next day, Holly tells Julia
1: that when she kisses Glenn at the altar, it's perfectly acceptable to open her mouth And Julia's like, no, I don't want to gross out our relatives in church, like in front of God. Then Robbie stops in to drop off Julia's jacket. And before he leaves, Holly stops him and asks him his opinion on this like debate they're having about the wedding kiss. And Julia says that she thinks since it's a dress up occasion, like an open mouth kiss isn't appropriate. And Julia and Holly go back and forth. And Julia says, a little tongue, church tongue. And Holly's like, what is church tongue? (laughs) And she's like, show me. And she like leads forward and she's like, not on me, on Robbie. (laughs) And Holly's like, you don't mind, right? Julia, go ahead. (laughs) And they're like, Jesus Christ. And Holly's like, come on, we're all friends here. Just show me what you mean so I can make an educated decision and Julia's like okay if it's for educational purposes twist my arm <laughs> yeah just fucking crank my neck and Holly pretends to pronounce them husband and wife and Robbie and Julia kiss and it's this magical moment mm-hmm. Holly is like
0: whoa that was great you should do that at the wedding <laughs> I also love how the the song that plays during their kiss is uh, the song that Robbie sings for her at the end. Oh. Yeah. Which is something you would know in, in retrospect when you've heard it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Glenn shows up and Robbie is like, I kissed her, but it didn't mean anything. I just brought her her jacket and walks out. <laughs> and Glenn is like, what? <laughs> And Holly's like, oh, yeah, me. He kissed me. And Glenn's like, oh, who hasn't? Before he gives Julia a brand new CD player. And he's like, oh, yeah, it was $700. Tacky. In most- yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tacky to say so the tacky. price of a gift.
0: Mm-hmm. And so Julia asks if he wants to play a record. And he's like, no, it's a CD player. It only plays CDs, which is fucking just rude. And he goes upstairs to hook it up. So while he's gone, Julia and Holly sit on the couch and like gush over that kiss with Robbie. And Holly is like, oh my God, Robbie is amazingly cute. I think I'm going to go out with him. And Julia is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, You're both single. That makes sense. And Holly's like, oh, well, if you don't want me to, I won't do it. But Julia's like, yeah, why wouldn't I want you to? Holly's like, okay, great. I'm doing it then. So Glenn comes back in and asks, you know, he caught the tail end of the conversation and asks who she's going out with. And when he hears it's Robbie, he's like, oh, good. That guy needs to get laid. And Holly says, just because he's going out with her doesn't mean he's going to get laid. Okay, he probably will, though. (laughs) And uh, she ends up asking Julia and Glenn if they will join, and they can do a double date together. And Julia's like, "Yeah, totally. I love that idea."
1: <laughs> I really like the like relationship that Julia and Holly have. I think it's just super sweet. Like they never get into like a fight or anything. No. They're just like, "Yeah, we're." I mean, they're cousins, but they're also friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciated that dynamic. I was like, "You don't need to." Insert any fucking stupid drama.
0: Mm-mm, not at all. Yeah.
1: So they go out on a double date at this club called Spookies. And Holly tells Robbie he looks good tonight. And he's like, oh, I, I like your rubber bracelets. You look like Madonna. And she's like, yeah, that's like what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. And she starts playing with his collar. And Glenn is checking out a waitress. Just like right there. Blatantly. And Holly asks Robbie about his business and Glenn tells him he should get into the bond market. And Julia's like, oh, yeah, Glenn is in junk bonds. And he's like, I'm in high yield bonds. You know, I don't go telling people that you're into drunk waitressing. And Robbie's like, oh, my grandma gave me a bond, so I'll get $25 in 1993. (laughs) LOL. <laughs> LOL. And Robbie mentions David Bowie coming in town um, in September. And like Julia and Holly start singing the David Bowie song that's playing. So Holly's like, oh, I think David Bowie is sexy. And Galena makes a joke about her thinking the time to make donuts guy is sexy. So Holly is like,
0: well, do you know who I also think is sexy? Robbie. And she like seductively shoves a fry in his mouth. (laughs) And Julia, who has been taking shots this entire time, starts to feel sick. So she climbs over the table to get to the bathroom. (laughs) And Holly goes with her and Glenn is like, oh, yeah, she'll feel better when she yaks. So – it's kind of like awkward and quiet between the two of them. So Robbie tries to make conversation. He asks about the wedding and is like, oh, I don't even know your last name. And Glenn says, it's Gulia. And Robbie's like, Goulia? Oh, my God. Your last name is Gulia, So Julia will be Gu- Julia Gulia And starts laughing. And Glenn asks, <laughs> oh, what's so funny about that? Everything, Glenn. Listen, it's Julia Gulia. It Listen rhymes.
1: to <laughs> Yeah. It rhymes and not in a good way. No, in a bad not way. Not in like a Hannah Montana way. It's Mm-mm. like a Gabagol, Jabagol. <laughs> you know, nothing at a- the Italian language is beautiful. That's why it's like so integrated into like singing.
0: But Julia Gullia? Mm-mm. Come on. I'm sorry to any Julia Gulias who might be out there, but that's got to be a tough name to have. <laughs> right. So. Robbie then asks Glenn if he's excited for the wedding. And Glenn says, yeah, Julia paid her dues. She's been waiting four years. I owe it to her to get married. Well, he's checking out other women. Mm -mm. And Robbie is like clocking this and says, well, you probably also want to get married, right? And Glenn is like, well, I don't want to break up. Besides, she was also with me before I made my money, so I know I can trust her. Like, perfect. All the right reason. Yeah. So Robbie can see Glenn just, like, locked in on this waitress's ass. And he decides to kind of test Glenn a little bit, see what he can pull out of him. So he looks at that waitress and he's like, my, my, that is a luscious ass right there. (sighs) I like to bite right through that thing. And Glenn is like, oh, yeah, like, right, that's grade a top choice quality meat or something gross like that yeah and robbie's like yeah but we can't get chicks like that anymore we're too old and glenn tells him to speak for himself and says that he hooked up with somebody just as hot as that if not hotter 10 days ago bro and robbie is like really that hot and he's like yep younger and hotter And Robbie asks how he doesn't get caught. And Glenn says that Julia is so preoccupied with the wedding that she doesn't even notice. And Robbie's like, okay, but once you're married, like, the party's over, right? And Glenn is like, I work in the city and I work long hours. Uh, Just a piece of shit. Garbage can, men, Garbage. So Holly comes back and tells them that Julia is feeling a little under the weather. And ask Glenn to get his car and meet them out front. So outside, Holly
1: holds up Julia. And then she's like, oh, shoot, I forgot my purse. So she's like, here, Robbie, can you hold up Julia while I go get that? And she's like, I puked and I vomited in my hair. (laughs) Does my hair smell bad? And she, like, comes in close to him. And he's like, actually, it it smells really good.
0: That's love right there. If he's smelling your vomit hair. So
1: sweet.
0: Ladies, a man will never. (laughs) He really, and it's okay. Like, he
1: doesn't need to smell the vomit hair. But it's Mm -hmm. nice that he is holding her. Yeah. (laughs) Ladies, a man should never. Yeah, a man should never. But if he does, you got a good one. (laughs) So um, Glenn drives up in his, like, DeLorean type ass car. It actually is. It is a silver DeLorean. Yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. And uh the music is blaring, which I'm like, why would you blare your music? Rude. It's so rude. And uh Robbie helps her in and they drive off. So Robbie drives Holly back to her place and um asks her about Glenn. And she's like, Oh, he better be trustworthy. And she tells Robbie that she keeps thinking about that soft kiss from the other day and says it looked really nice. And she asks if it felt good. And he's like, oh, I, I don't remember. So she kisses him and says, mm, <laughs> yummy. I'm like, you're such a good flirt. Why would you say that? Yummy. <laughs> Yum. So Holly is like, I know you're shy and you've been hurt. So I'm going to make this very easy. If you come inside, you're going to get laid. And Robbie is like, whoa, no one has ever said that to me before. But, you know, my head is kind of a mess right now. Then he changes the subject and he's like, oh, does Julia sleep at Glen's a lot? And she says yes. And then realizes that Robbie likes Julia
0: hmm
1: yes, and he's like, oh no, no, no. It says that she's a very nice girl and he's a jerk off. And Holly's like,
0: Glenn is, yeah.
1: yeah. And um Holly's like, well, do you know why she's marrying Glenn? And Robbie is like, you know, money, security, a, a nice house. I guess that's important to some people. And Holly's like, no. That's important to all people. And he's like, well,
0: I guess I'm in big trouble then. So the next morning, Julia has the hangover from hell. She's not doing too hot. Holly is there in her, like, very 80s, like, workout gear. Very, like, um, Jane Fonda kind of (laughs) Olivia Newton-John. And uh, Julia asks Holly how the date was. Like, what happened with Robbie? holly tells her that they kissed and julia immediately asks who kissed who Mm. and holly is like i kissed him but nothing happened after that and julia is very relieved to hear that nothing happened and holly brings up what robbie said about glenn being a jerk off and Julia gets the biggest smile on her face. And she's like, what? Like, why would you say that? What did he say? <laughs> and Holly is like, I don't know. Maybe he was jealous. And Julia's like, what? And Holly's like, oh, don't worry, though. I told him why you're marrying him. And Julia asks what she said. And Holly's like, because you love him. And, you know, with Glenn, you'll have security. And Julia says That's not why she's marrying him. And Holly's like, well, then why are you? Because he sucks. Yep. So
1: we go to Rosie's. Julia stops by and she's like, oh, I have something for Robbie. And Rosie's like, oh, Robbie's actually gone to the city to get a job. He doesn't have time for our lessons anymore. Cut to Robbie on Wall Street, baby. He's interviewing at a bank and the banker is a known actor.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name, though. Uh, he also is a frequent Sandler cameo guy. Yeah. Um, let me do some quick research. Beep, beep, beep. Plugging into the ether. Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon. And
1: um, he's like, so do you have any experience in banking? And Robbie's like, no, but I am a big fan of money. And I have a jar of it on top of my refrigerator. And I would like to add to that jar.
0: (laughs) That's where you come in. Oh! So Rosie tells Julia that Robbie wants to make money. He wants to get a big house, the whole shebang. She can't expect him to live in. (laughs) She's like, can't expect him to live with his sister and all the nipple twisting that goes on over there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Kevin Nealon thanks Robbie for his time, and Robbie is like, listen, I really need this job to impress a girl. I don't even Thank need God. the job, but if you could just give me a couple of cards with my name on them, I think that might help too. And Julia tells Rosie that she's going to go try and find Robbie, and Rosie tells her to give him a message saying that she'll give him a raise to three meatballs a lesson if he comes back. Wowie. So, back at the bank, Robbie offers Kevin Nealon 10 singing lessons for one business card and uh, promptly gets kicked out of the bank.
1: So, Julia waits at Robbie's sister's house and Robbie finally comes home and she's like, Oh, I went to Rosie's to find you. And he's like, I'm not doing that anymore. Julia's like, I I thought that teaching was a big part of your life. And Robbie's like, Well, now I'm doing something to better my situation. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Well, that sounds kind of selfish and he's like there's a lot of money going around and i want to get my hands on it (laughs) and she tells him that he doesn't want to be another yuppie idiot and he's like well i don't want to live in my sister's basement i want a house some security and julia tells him he is above all of that material bullshit and he's like i don't know we're living in a material world and I'm a material girl, or a boy. And he's like, well, you're into material shit. That's why you're marrying Glenn. And Julia's just like, you asshole, and throws his gift in the air, walks away. Robbie picks up the papers and sees that it's a present for him. It's
0: personalized sheet paper, so he can write his music. It's all like she's written on every single page, Uh, words and music by robbie j hart or robert j hart or whatever she wrote it on every single page (sighs) yeah and he's just like i am an asshole
1: and then his nephew comes out and tells him he's going to a mental institution kids
0: you gotta love them they say the darndest things (laughs) straight from the mouth of babes (laughs) so Robbie goes to the bar to drown his sorrows. Whoa, I just sounded so Canadian when I said that. I know, that. you're like, drawn to sorrows, hi. Hey. Sorrow?
1: That's not even a Canadian accent.
0: Suck. I don't know what that was. That was like borderline Australian. <laughs> goes to drown his, his sorrows. <laughs> his, his sorrows.
1: You're going to go play some hockey after this? Have some maple syrup,
0: maybe? <laughs> go down to Timmy's, get a double-double? Um... So Sammy comes in, <laughs> sits down with Robbie, and Robbie tells Sammy that he's always been right about women. You just have fun with them, because if you get emotionally involved, they end up dot, dot, dot. And an old man at the bar goes, they rip your heart out of your ass. <laughs> and Robbie's like, yeah that you said it sister so true queen (laughs) so sammy asks what happened with julia and robbie you know tells him about the double date how glenn cheats on her but he can't be the one to tell her it's not his place to break up a marriage yeah personally i think he should tell her i don't
1: know what i would do in that situation i think Maybe if I was close to the person, I would tell them, but I don't think coming from him yeah, that it's necessarily the move, especially if he wants to date her.
0: Maybe he should have told Holly and then Holly could tell her.
1: Yeah, I guess that would have been the, the way to do it.
0: But like she's she needs to know. These are things that one needs to know before marrying someone. Right. So... Robbie says that he thinks he's in love with her, but he has to get that out of his head. And from now on, he's just going to be like Sammy. I'm going to be with a different chick every night, and then I'll send him packing. I'm going to have to give them cab money to go home because I'd feel bad if I didn't. But after that, it's bye-bye, Birdie. (laughs) Like, even in this moment, you're like, well, I got to give him cab money. (laughs) So... Robbie says that starting now, they're going to be free and happy for the rest of their lives. And Sammy's like, Robbie, I'm not happy. I'm miserable. This is a glass shattering moment for Robert Hart. (laughs) And Sammy says that he grew up idolizing guys like Fonzie because he got a lot of chicks. But what happened to him? His show got canceled because nobody wants to see 50-year-old guys hitting on chicks. Mm -hmm. And he says what he really wants is for someone to hold him and tell him that everything is going to be all right. And the old man at the bar gets up and holds Sammy and tells him that everything's going to be all right. And Sammy says that if he's found someone to love, he can't let her get away. Yes. Yes. So we cut to Julia trying on her wedding
1: dress with her mother, and she asks her mom if she likes Glenn. And her mom says, What's not to like? He's rich, charming, handsome, and now he's got it all because he's marrying you. And Julia starts like crying, and she's like, I don't know if I'm in love with him anymore. I just don't think he's the right guy for me. And I've been spending a lot of time with Robbie. And her mom is like, you're thinking of leaving Glenn for the wedding singer? And Julia's like, I'm just confused. And her mom is like, don't worry. It's just cold feet, but it's normal. Glenn is a keeper and everything is going to be wonderful. And then she goes downstairs to get Julia's veil. And I do think that the moment with her mom is sweet. But also, like, I don't think necessarily that a mom would be like oh yeah totally like leave your right like run off with this guy yeah Yeah. but julia goes up to the mirror and pretends to greet people and says hi i'm mrs julia 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 and starts like cringing and she's like crying oh my gosh
0: Meanwhile, Robbie is walking up to Julia's house and practicing what he's going to say to her about how he thinks about her all the time and, like, how much he cares about her. Julia is sobbing in the mirror, saying the name Julia Gulia, But then she imagines introducing herself as Mrs. Robbie Hart and welcoming people to their wedding. And she starts absolutely beaming and is just feeling so happy at the idea of this. And so Robbie looks through her window and sees her standing in her wedding dress, smiling and beaming and talking to herself in the mirror. And he's like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And he leaves and it's like, no, it's about you. It's not about Glenn. It's always been you. Ah! I fucking hate this shit.
1: (laughs) So Robbie goes back to the bar and he tells the guys, he just couldn't do it. She looked too happy. And I'm like, it was you. <laughs> but Sammy tries to get Robbie a drink. But Robbie's like, I got my own. And the bartender's like, you can't drink that in here. <laughs> <laughs> so they go outside. And they actually run into Glenn, who's having his bachelor party. His arms are around two girls. And Glenn and his buddies make fun of Robbie for not being able to close the deal with Holly. And they invite him to the bar to join their party. And Robbie tells Glenn that he's ridiculous and he needs to stop cheating on Julia. And Glenn is like, oh, what? You're not going to go snitching, are you? I know you have a thing for Julia, but she'd rather go to bed with a real man than some poor singing orphan
0: and what I a vile like, thing to say to somebody. What? Like, where did that even come from? Mm-hmm. And Robbie puts down
1: his drink and he's like, I haven't been in a fight since fifth grade, but I beat the shit out of that kid and I'm going to beat the shit out of Glenn. <laughs> and the old man who's been hanging out with them at the bar goes up to Glenn, <laughs> tries to punch him.
0: And just fully misses, like, oh. like, doesn't even touch the guy. And he's like, I'm sorry, I used to be much stronger.
1: <laughs> and then Glenn sucker punches Robbie and oh. tells him to write a song
0: about this. Oh, he's like, Yeah, it should be called I Got Punched in the Face because I couldn't keep my nose out of other people's business. And they're all like, Ha ha ha! <laughs> So Robbie stumbles home drunkenly, and who is sitting in the front lawn waiting for him? Uh, Linda. It's Linda. She's back. Fucking Linda. And she's like, Robbie, I know you're drunk, but I miss you, and I want to come back. And fucking Robbie is gone, and he is like, I don't want to be alone anymore. And she's like, you're not. I'm back, baby. And he proceeds to pass out on the lawn. So clearly not in any sort of decision-making capacity. In the morning, Julia decides to drive to Robbie's house
1: and tell him how she feels. But of course, (laughs) because this is a rom-com and we need Mm -hmm. seven things to go wrong, Linda opens the door In nothing but his Van Halen t-shirt. And she tells Julia that Robbie's in the shower. And introduces herself as Robbie's fiancé. Bold. (laughs) Yeah, pretty bold. And Julia asks Linda to tell Robbie that she came back to see him. And Linda's like, yeah, sure,
0: Jennifer. So Linda goes back inside to wake Robbie up by singing, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she explains that she took care of him after he passed out. And she realized that she was wrong. And she can learn to deal with the fact that he's just a wedding singer. And he's Learned like... to deal. Yeah. You learn to deal with that? That is not how this works. And he tells her that it's over and that she needs to get out of his Van Halen shirt before she jinxes the band and they break up. And this was actually the year that Van Halen broke up was 1985. Mm-hmm. So... LOL. And she's like, oh, so you're still pissed about that wedding thing? And Robbie kicks her out. <laughs> As he should. Mm-hmm. So Julia goes
1: to Glenn's house and wakes them up. And she's like, I had changed my mind. I don't need a big wedding. I was being selfish, making you do something you don't want to do. And he's like, do you want to go to Vegas? And she's like, yes. Ay, ay, aye. aye, aye. <sighs> so we go to Rosie's anniversary. It's her 50th anniversary. It's so sweet. Aww. And she's singing Till There Was You to Frank. Robbie is mouthing along watching her. and
0: So sweet.
1: It's just so adorable. And in Robbie's head, he hears Julia's voice saying, I just always envisioned the right one being someone I could grow old with. And Robbie looks at Sammy. Sammy's like, I know. I'll go get the car. <sighs> And then Robbie goes up to Rosie (laughs) and congratulates her, and Rosie tells Robbie to go get her. But as they're about to rush out, Holly comes in, and she's like, Robbie, I heard you got back with Linda. And he's like, uh, no. No? And she's like, oh, like, Julia went to your house to tell you that she was, like, falling for you, and Linda answered the door. And she was so upset that she
0: and Glenn hopped on a plane to Vegas and they're getting married today. So it's time for the mad dash. Glenn and Julia, they're about to board their plane. And he asks if she wants to do any gambling or have some fun or just get married. And she's like, I just want to get married. (sighs) Holly, Robbie, Sammy, they're driving to the airport. And Robbie asks for a pen because he just got an idea for a song. Oh, my God. What could it be? We'll find out. Mm. They get to the airport. There's only one plane left out to Vegas today, and there's one seat left on that plane, and it is first class. So Robbie's got to borrow Sammy's credit card. He low-key blackmails him because he says if he doesn't, then he will tell everybody what he said at the bar. And Sammy hands it over, and Holly's like, wow, that was, that was really nice of you. And they have a little moment, so... <laughs> Could Sammy and Holly be an item? Maybe. I like it. I'm into that pair. Meanwhile, on the plane, Julia
1: asks Glenn if they can switch spots so she can sit in the window seat. And he's like, "Mm, I don't like the aisle. Like, the cart always bumps me in the elbows. And she's like, oh, I just I've never seen the strip before. And he's like, I'll tell you what. When we fly over it, you can you can lean over me and look out the window.
0: I tell you what, Toots. You can lean over. Like Fuck him. It's the little things, people. Shavings make a pile. That's all I'm saying. So Robbie, meanwhile, is in first class. He is handed a hot towel. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Champagne.
1: Living a -A (laughs) life.
0: (laughs) <laughs> to this day, I think of that song when I'm trying to spell glamorous. Oh, yeah, you gotta. So he's handed a hot towel. He doesn't know what to do with it. And that's when he notices sitting across the aisle is Billy Idol himself. Wow. Who is for some reason flying from New Jersey. Well, I guess they probably flew out of like Newark. Right? I guess. Probably. But, you know, I would have pegged Billy for a JFK man, but whatever. (laughs) He's on this flight to Vegas. He's like drinking a bottle of wine. Absolutely. The flight attendant offers Robbie some champagne, and he is shocked to hear that it's free. And he's like, holy shit, this first class shit is amazing. But... I shouldn't drink because I'm actually flying out to uh, stop a girl that I'm in love with from marrying an idiot. And this woman who is credited as nice lady on plane (laughs) turns around and she's like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh my gosh. And she asks where they're getting married. And he says he doesn't know. So he's just going to run around and try and find her.
1: Meanwhile, Julia watches Glenn stare out the window and her elbow gets hit by the drink cart. And he, like, Glenn doesn't even fucking bat an eye. He's just like, oh, the next time they come by, can you get me a Heineken? Idiot. Back in first class, all the passengers Mm -hmm. are listening to Robbie's story. And Billy Idol is like, Glenn doesn't
0: deserve her. All he cares for are possessions. Even women are possessions to him. (laughs)
1: Exactly. And Robbie tells them that Billy gets it and he's like I don't know why Julia doesn't get it So one of the flight attendants Comes into first class And she's like ah Some jerk and coach just asked me To join the mile high club And called me grade A Top choice meet And Robbie gets up And walks over mm-hmm. He sees Julia sit down And coach And Robbie's like Like You guys have to help me
0: So ah! My fucking favorite part of this movie. It, like, actually makes me tear up every time. Ah, Because this song is just... Oh, uh, let me just say it, okay? <laughs> so, Billy Idol gets on the intercom and says that one of their first-class passengers would like to sing a song inspired by one of their coach passengers. And since we let our first-class pass- passengers pretty much do whatever they want, here he is. So... <laughs> Robbie gets on the intercom. He's playing a guitar and he starts singing the song he wrote, Grow Old With You. And I got to say this has set the bar pretty fucking high for me uh as a child <laughs> cuz I was like I just love the sentiment of the song. It's this gesture is crazy, right? Like the the circumstances are out of this world. Bananas. But The song itself is so down to earth. It's so simple. It's about the most like normal things of just wanting to like share and build a life with somebody. Aw. It's also a song that's all about various acts of service, which is my love language. So Me too. Yeah. It be hitting for me. (laughs) Yeah. So he's singing the song. Julia starts crying because she recognizes his voice instantly. Robbie comes through the curtain. It's so beautiful. Glenn finally fucking wakes up and sees Robbie. He gets up to try and stop him. But the flight attendants, they're all on Robbie's side. On the same page. Yeah, so he's like, excuse me, sir, I need to serve the drinks now. And, like, pushes the (laughs) cart back. (laughs) Glenn tries to cut across a row of seats where he is met by Billy Idol pushing chicken or fish (laughs) and so glenn threatens billy idol and this rough and tough guy wearing a billy idol t-shirt gets up and he's like don't you talk to billy idol that way and they push glenn to the end of the aisle and the flight attendants lock him in the bathroom this is super illegal but i love it and so robbie sings the last lyrics Let me do the dishes in our kitchen sink. Put you to bed when you've had too much to drink. I could be the man who grows old with you. I want to grow old with you. And I love it so much. Do I have chills just saying it? Absolutely, I do. So Julia says that this is the most beautiful song. And Robbie's like, I have a confession. It was about you. And he tells her that he's in love with her, and she says, I'm so in love with you, too. Aww. And they're about to kiss when Billy Idol comes over, and he's like, you know, that wasn't a bad song. I'm going to tell those record company guys about you. And Robbie's like, that's great. Can I give her a kiss first? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, do what you got to (laughs) do. So Robbie and Julia finally kiss. And then... The kiss on the plane turns to their wedding
1: kiss ah. julia and robbie have a beautiful wedding they walk down the aisle after it's official true by
0: spandau ballet is playing <laughs> sung by steve buscemi as the fucking wedding singer wow robbie and julia ha ha. and that is the
1: wedding singer what a oh, blast. It's so
0: good. It's so
1: good. I really enjoyed it. I was I was really happy it's on our list. Yeah. The comedy is so like fresh and fun. Yeah. And the way that Julia and Robbie go grow closer and closer. It was like mm-hmm. so satisfying to watch.
0: Yeah. I love their chemistry. They just have such a sweet connection and this movie is just, like, so – I don't want to say, like, wholesome, because obviously, you know, there's there's some crude comedy in there. But, like, the I mean, heart of it is – It is, is so, PG-13, though, compared yeah, it's to true. other ones. Yeah, the heart of it is just so, like, pure and wholesome, and this movie yeah. does have so much heart to it. And it's really hard to strike that balance between the comedy and the sincerity that is mm-hmm. here, but I think that they absolutely nailed it. I love seeing Adam Sandler in this kind of role because we don't really get to very often. Like I guess yeah, we, we did like when he was younger but not really anymore. He's kind of gone into a different uh, style with like grown-ups and just go with it and that kind of stuff. But I really love seeing him as a romantic lead. I, now that I think about it, man has done like a lot of rom-coms, and you wouldn't really peg him as a rom-com guy, but he has done yeah a decent amount. Yeah, I mean, this movie
1: made me want to watch Fifty First Dates again mm-hmm. because their chemistry is just so amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, I just thought it struck a, such a nice balance between mm-hmm. their character development, the other characters, like yeah. Sammy and Holly were both really great supporting characters. Mm-hmm. The, the injection of, like, Rosie being this, like, lovely woman who he kind of, like, parallels himself to. And he's like, I want that kind of love. Yeah. Um, I think it was just really nice. And also the way that Glenn builds. Because, like, at first, like, he's like a jerk off. But then you're like, oh, he is actually a piece of shit. He's cheating on her constantly like yeah and then they get together in the end Mm -hmm. and I just thought that there wasn't any like fat on the movie I thought it was like all necessary and it's a tight 90 so they really they paced it very well I think.
0: Yeah, it's super well-paced. There is a deleted scene that I think we had, like, on a DVD version or something that um, I'm really glad isn't in – I think it might be in, like, the extended version. Okay. But uh, it's a scene between Robbie and Rosie and – they basically, like, get into a talk. She's asking him if he's ready to start dating again. And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, oh, is it because you're afraid to show your penis to another girl? She and they have this crazy. yeah, this whole combo about that. And she's like, I was at your bris. I saw it. Like, it wasn't that big, but it was something. And I'm like, oh, my God. At his what? At his bris. Is that, like, circumcision? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then she, like, makes him role play asking – her out as if she's a like you know woman his age and then she's like no your penis is too small and like teases him about that (laughs) (laughs) and that's when julia walks up to like invite him to this double date thing oh my
1: god
0: and like there's some there's some funny stuff in that scene but i am glad that they cut it because it just doesn't really fit the tone of the rest of the movie i think it pushes it a little too far
1: oh yeah and when Rosie says he has to get out of his sister's house, she's like, there's too much nipple twisting going on. I was like, that's mm-hmm. just a little yeah, cherry, a little just, like yeah. sprinkle
0: on the fucking cupcake, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's very well paced, well edited. The story flushes out really nicely. And yeah, it just, it gives me the warm and fuzzies. It's a good
1: time. I, I totally agree. I think it's a great, like fun rom-com to watch Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to watching it again because in the u.s
0: it's actually on hulu so i didn't pay for it there you go wow
1: how rare
0: (laughs) i love it yeah here you can rent it uh on amazon now that i think about it the movies that we have done this month none of them have been focused on the bride they've been focused on like tangential people because the wedding planner Mm -hmm. Uh, bridesmaid the bridesmaid of course my best friend's wedding the villain question mark Um, and then this the wedding singer so we actually have not done and you know what our last movie which was listener picked father of the bride jesus christ
1: (laughs) (laughs) that is really funny it kind of makes you remember like rom-coms are actually typically about the person who mm-hmm. hasn't found love right yeah it's that's true. the whole point yeah so if you haven't found love yet you're just waiting for your rom-com
0: to start exactly exactly you're just in the beginning part of your movie it'll exactly. all come together this is all part of the exposition <laughs> exactly <laughs> wow what a lineup i can't believe we did that <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, this is what the people wanted. This is, like, yeah. based off of the
1: requests we had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before we forget, we should probably rate this movie.
0: Yes. I'm going to give this movie a 9. I Okay.
1: So I have a caveat. I also wanted to rate this movie a 9, mm-hmm. but specifically in regards to, like, um wedding movies. Yeah, like, in this month's not, lineup, yeah. Yeah, in this lineup... I think it might be my favorite, but also mm-hmm. we are doing some pre-recording, it's so <laughs> we have I have some other movies to watch, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So for the sake of our August Down the Aisle month, I will give it a nine.
0: Yes. Wow. What a film. I'm so glad that you liked it. What would you have done if I hated it? I would have been making a case at every point for why it's great. <laughs> I Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> But thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Yes. And if you're looking for more content, you're like, I can't
1: wait. Um, If you haven't joined our Patreon already. Yeah. You can join our Patreon. It's only $5 a month. We only have one tier. And it's just, you know, an extra episode every month. Access to the Discord. Close friends. You get your own personalized movie montage song. Yeah. If you haven't gotten yours yet, we're working through them. We are working through them. I promise you. I think that they'll be sent out this month. Yes, definitely. So if you if you haven't
0: gotten it yet, it is coming. Yes. And if you want a little more content, you can also follow us on Instagram. It's movies that raised us. You can follow us on Twitter at M T-R-U underscore pod. You can also follow us on TikTok at movies that raised
1: us pod. And you can always send us a good old-fashioned email at movies that raised us at gmail.com. It might take us a bit longer to respond, but we do respond. I promise. Yes. And um, yeah, we read all the like DMs and emails that you guys sent us, send us. And it's really, really sweet.
0: So yes. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next week for our last August Down the Aisle movie. Wow. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt.
1: Bye.